Welcome to Raising Up Cops. I'm your host, Laura, with my co-host, Madonna. Hello, everyone. We are closing in on the big Christmas season where lots of people get together, gifts are shared, food is made, and then there's the big one. There is lots and lots of family. Getting together with family can mean different things to different people, we've noticed. Um, Holidays especially can be associated with a lot of different memories, positive and negative. Um, So we want to kind of explore that. That's right. And today we kind of wanted to bring in, it's, this is a big topic, okay? It's revolving around family and holidays for today. But in the broader scope, this is a really deep and kind of difficult topic to cover. So we know we won't get through everything today. We know there's going to be a lot of viewpoints left out and things like that. But for now, Laura, let's chat, okay? My question to you is, do we owe our extended family, being our grandparents or in-laws and cousins and all of that, Do we owe them time with them for the holidays? Okay, before we get into that though, Madonna, can you tell us how you stumbled on this topic? Yeah, I I would love to give the backstory. It's my favorite part. (laughs) So as usual, I'm on lots of parenting groups on social media and stuff like that. And, And this one lady posed a question saying, you know what? I'm really tired of traveling for the holidays. I'm tired of having to go from this person's house to this person's house, this cousin, this, uh, you know, my, the kids' grandparents on this side and the grandparents on that side. And I really just want it to be me and my, my husband and my kids for the holiday. I want to make our own traditions and, and things like that, which was a pretty valid, you know, concern but the responses, Laura, were, were all over the place, as usual, right? So there are the people who were very much like, absolutely, you should be with me. You only get so much time with them. You should be trying to see them. It's memories that they're going to make and things like that. And then the, there was the other side of the coin, which is, un, well, I won't say unfortunately, because everyone has a different story. But the other side of the coin was, a lot of people saying, absolutely not. You do not owe them anything. You do not owe your parents or their parents or anybody any time with them. They had their chance to make their memories with you. And now is your chance to make your memories with your kids. So no, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. I don't know how I felt about that. I initially, when I read that, I said, absolutely, you should be with your family. Absolutely, you should go and make time with them. But at the same time, as my husband reminded me, there has been many times that I have griped and groaned about having to pack my kids up in the car, going to all these different places, and never being able to just be home for the holidays. So what do you think? So I think for me, uh, the, the big word is owe, right? Like, do we owe our family anything? I was telling you before we started recording, I feel like that's like a big theme for the life of zillennials, like people who are a little younger than us and uh, not, not, of course, not teenagers, you know, like that in between early 20s, mid 20s age, they're really trying to ask themselves, like, what do we owe our parents? We don't owe them anything. You know, they had us, it was their choice. Like in Arabic, we would say, home, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like they could just go with God. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, um, And I think that's, for me, a very new concept because it's not what my parents modeled in any way, shape, or form. And we always, always, always visited and honored um, extended family beyond like all realms of sanity 
all through the year you know like we mm. when we're in Egypt we have to go to every village that everybody right. was from and talk to every cousin whose name I still don't remember you know exactly <laughs> I had to know when cousins had kids who lived like four countries away <laughs> you know like not my cousins no like second cousins once removed um my husband even right now is working on a major family tree so I think at least in my family very culturally it's not was never a um, thing about owing but just like a, a joy you know that we have this network um, to rely on in times of trouble and times that we're where we need prayer and like just um, touching base with everyone as a way of keeping love alive in the world you know like right. something like that so do we owe our extended family time um i think that said we're talking about like healthy family dynamics for the most absolutely part. we're That's not ta- i mean to. maybe we've had a couple of holidays where we had some political kerfluffles but <laughs> <laughs> overall we're talking about like sane people man man that sounds wrong um level-headed calm emotionally healthy people interacting with each other yes yes and laura i think that if i had to go to the root of it that i think this might be one of those the grass is greener on the other side situations and i will explain myself because i find that people that are not anywhere near family that are not anywhere just don't have a lot of cousins or people to see they wish for that I wish that I could have more of those memories with lots of people, those rowdy, bustling, you know, kind of holiday seasons, whatever. And the people who grow up in that kind of environment are like, I wish I could just have one holiday where we just don't have to do anything and don't have to talk to anybody or see anybody, don't have to buy a thousand presents, just sit and and relax. So I do think it's one of those situations where it kind of depends on how you grew up, where you came from, what your life was like to begin with. For us personally, Laura, it was always just my parents and my brother because we don't have family here. We don't. We don't have any. I don't have any grandparents here. I don't have any cousins here. I don't have anybody around us. However, this year, this is the first time ever that I have a chance to spend family time with people that are not just my parents and my brother. I have cousins that are possibly coming from Egypt, coming from Canada. It is going to be like this big, chaotic, very exciting time. And I am thrilled. I am so thrilled. I'm so excited to have that. But I could also see how it can get old really fast. (laughs) Because as I'm trying to think about, well, where are these people going to sleep? And where are these people going to sit? And how are we, what day should we do the Christmas uh, opening presents? What day, how are we going to get to church? What about cars? What about this? it gets cloudy in your mind very fast and you kind of lose the spirit in, in a sense as well. I don't know. I think for me, you know, our family has always, maybe not always, but in more recent years, like let's say more recent reasons, I guess like the last 20 years, we have done very big cousin Christmases and every year, like another cousin gets married um, more kids are born and every year we can feel the creep of like, is this the very last time? Is this the very last time we'll all fit in the house? Is this the very last time? Like we now all have full-time jobs. 
Is this mm. the last time people will be able to make it? You know, and, and whereas before maybe we spent a whole week together or two weeks together, every year people are dropping off because there are work obligations. Like how many people can take a full week, you know, just to be some other state, you know, not, not everyone's job allows that. Um, so this year, for example, we've had to be very careful about how we're or organizing the four sisters because while the baby is at home for college break, you know, others have full-time jobs they have to get back to and cannot take any more days off. You know, one sister is having a baby, so she's saving all of her PTO for to add on to you know, maternity leave. So um, in any way, like all of those different, there are a lot of different factors. So I think what I'm trying to say is those days are super numbered. Um, mm. even, even when things are good, those days are numbered. You're, I know that like, uh, a member of our congregation here, uh, at the end, it was just him and his father, you know, and they did not get along. And so spending holidays with his dad was not a positive thing, but when his father finally passed away, it was incredibly sad. You know, mm. you still grieve. I was telling the kids yesterday, I was trying to, you know, describe like the four types of love. And I was telling them, you know, like, no, even if you don't like your family, you love them. And so I feel like if it's possible to see them, it's good to see them because the time won't last forever. Yes. And if I'm being totally transparent, Laura, our time together with my family, when we do go or, and, and with Danny's family, whatever, it's not drama free. It's not easy and just like you know we 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 cruise through it and everything is fine no there's a lot of like you know grandma wants to spoil the kids and it's kind of against the rules what she's trying to do and we're not okay with that and then there's the we have to go here but we don't have time but they're gonna get upset if you don't there's always a whole thing that happens right so it's not like it's drama free but I will say having grown up without those memories I often miss it. I often feel like I missed out on something during the holiday season. And I see how happy my children are when we do go with our families, even though it's complete chaos, even though they're off schedule, they're losing their minds, they're they're hopped up on sugar. It's like a whole thing. I still, they, they love them with a passion. They've created a really deep connection with their family, which I feel like is irreplaceable. Like I can make my memories with my kids at home anytime, but you said it very perfectly. Our days with other people are numbered. They're, they're numbered. And so for me, I feel like, do we owe it to them? You said, yeah, owing is a big word. Do we owe it to them? Not necessarily. It's not like God's going to hold it against you that you didn't spend time with your family on these days. But at the same time, we are honoring them by kind of what they wish. They wish that we would be with them. And so it's good for us to be with them. And maybe we, owe it, maybe we owe it to our kids, you know, yes. we owe it to our kids to make peace for a few days so that they get to know their roots, their, their extended family. They get to feel um, the larger circle in which they belong. You know, I, my daughter had an essay to write where she had to write about like her favorite place. And she picked my grandparents' apartment in Charlottesville that we haven't been to in years, but it was wow. still on her mind. The memories she made there. The, the way things were done in that, you know, tiny little space that was precious because that's where her great grandparents live. You know, um, yeah. I feel like things like that don't, they, we have to let go a little bit of our control. And I was telling you earlier, I feel like 
when we're younger, when the kids are younger, the younger the kids are, maybe let me put it that way, the younger the kids are, the more we think we can control everything. And the mm. older they get, the more we realize, okay, we maybe I can't control every single thing that goes in their mouth. And it might be okay if on this day for Christmas, they have that thing that I don't want them to have, you know, like right. maybe it's okay if they watch antique roadshow with the grandpa a little longer <laughs> than, they, than they should be on the TV. <laughs> Right. Whatever. And again, but again, we emphasize that this is assuming healthy dynamics for the most part, not saying perfect, but just healthy. Like we're not, you know, traumatizing people by doing this, right. Or, you know, opening big wounds by being there. But at the same time, for those that are in the situation where it's just inconvenient to go, where it feels like a little too much pressure to go, where it feels like it's just, you're, you're signing up for a lot of uh, headache if you go. It might be worth it in the long run because even when you're at home and you, like for me personally, I will plan an event with my kids and it ends up crumbling into a million pieces because I didn't, you know, think about what time they woke up and what time they slept and then needing to eat something and whatever. And the whole thing crumbles. I walk away from there and all I can think about is about is the disaster that we just went through. But when they recount the story, they recount, I loved when we did this and it was so cool how we saw that. And when are we going to get to do that again? And you're just like, really? That was your takeaway? Your takeaway was the positive stuff? Because I felt like it was a disaster, but not to them. And so you, you said it again, Laura, it, maybe it is for our kids. Maybe it is just worth it for them because maybe those memories that we had growing up that we loved are tainted in our parents' mind. But for us, it was a big, awesome thing. You never know. And so I realize it is different for lots of different people, but I do think it's important to think, is this really causing harm? And that's why we're saying no, or are we saying no because it's just a little bit extra work for us? And I think that's an important differentiation to make. And one of the things I've noticed is um, like many hands make light work when, when there are a bunch of people around with kids the kids take care of each other and yeah. all the adults are watching the kids. Like there is a benefit to that. It's even, uh, I would say like my, my nephew who is very little when he is surrounded by family, he's got a lot of people to interact with. He doesn't go off and do dangerous things. You know, like we think mm. we have to watch them every second, but when they're with family and they're in a safe space, actually like there is a kind of relaxation that happens where everyone, the whole village is taking care of the kid and everything. I do really want to focus in on the idea of doing it with boundaries. Like if you have um, somewhere between a toxic and super healthy relationship, you're, if you're in that in-between space where maybe it's a little less fun for you or something, I, I don't think I have the imagination to, to come up with a good example, but let, let's just put, <laughs> put you between the gradient between healthy and toxic. Um, right. Are there ways to set boundaries so that you can See, so your kids can see the family without you losing your mind. You know what, Laura? I, I do have an idea that I would like to propose. Maybe we don't hold on so tight to the date. So like, you don't have to see everybody on January 7th or December 25th. Maybe when you have two weeks, you kind of spread things out so that you're not hustling and bustling and going crazy on one day. Or maybe... 
celebrate Christmas in the summer if that's the only time you can see them. Like, what's wrong with that? There's really nothing wrong with that. We, we're celebrating Christ's birth at the, at the heart of it, um, or in Easter, Christ's resurrection at the heart of it. And so at the end, really, that's supposed to be celebrated year round. So if you can convince your elders in the family to let go of it being important to revolve around that date, maybe it won't be as stressful. Maybe it won't be as difficult. I know that my in-laws are particularly great about this. They say, I don't care what day you come, just come. Like whatever maximizes your amount of time with us. If coming at Christmas means you can come for two days, but coming like in February means you can come for two weeks, by all means, come in February. I don't care. My parents are a little bit more sentimental about the dates. They don't want to miss out on us waking up Christmas morning doing whatever with them. And so we work it that way so that we are definitely with my parents during the actual day. And then we go to my in-laws on the other days. And luckily our our family dynamic works that way that we have one that's a little bit more, you know, lenient than the other. (laughs) Um, But I do think that there is a way to get the best of both worlds. And that requires compromise from all sides. And that's assuming that you have the ability to set these healthy boundaries with these people that you're trying to see. Yes. And one of the other ideas I've noticed that works well is, you know, deciding where your family is going to be during that special time. So let's say there's a huge family reunion and everyone is at one hotel for Christmas but you put, pick a hotel that's like a little bit further away. So you have a little bit more privacy where you can control a certain, you can decide what hour you're leaving to go to bed and you don't have to be in the room with all the chaos where everyone's running around. You know, you can, you can find different ways to um, accommodate, accommodate yourself. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's okay to make it pleasant for yourself. You don't have to say yes to everything that's offered to you. You don't have to go to every single event or every single outing or every, you know, like, for example, if one of the outings at my family was to go to the mall and walk around, that would be like the least interesting thing to me. I don't like window shopping. So I can say, okay, I'm going to sit this one out. (laughs) My, the kids and I are going to go, I don't know, we're going to pick this other place or we're going to go to Starbucks and hang out until you guys are done at the mall, (laughs) whatever it is, you know, like it's okay to set your own rules. Um, as a way of like, you know, getting a little, the best of both worlds, right? Isn't that the phrase? The best of both worlds. The best of both worlds. Yes. And I think that's a really, really good idea too, Laura. Like, even if you make that commitment to go to this place where there's lots of people, you can choose to sit out. And here's the thing. You're going to have family members that are going to guilt you. Seriously, you're going to be here. You're not going to be with us. Seriously, you're not going to all come with us. It's going to happen. You just have to be good at being firm and the thing is, is they're not going to stop all their plans for you. They're probably still going to go do the thing that they want to do. Um, and if they do stop their plans, that's their choice. I mean, that's not something you're making them do. And I can understand why it would feel a uh, very big pressure this way to, to do things the way that they want. But I do think that being able to be there was a good step on your part. And being able to set boundaries is also a good step on your part. Yes. So we did get some listener responses. I kind of put put up a poll. Uh, I got 80%. Of course, you should spend that time with your um, grandparents and or cousins. And I got 20% saying not necessarily. And on the of course side, um, 
my cousin who literally just moved to Australia. So just left Egypt for Australia, like just left the grandparents. So I feel like this, his response is like loaded. Do you know what I mean? Really loaded. Yeah. Yeah. He said, they are the meaning of Christmas and life. (laughs) Yeah. Which I would, I would of course agree with because I love my family, but. (laughs) Right. Right. No, I agree. Yeah, on the oh. other hand, we have if you have a healthy, respectful relationship with them and can be around each other safely, then yes. <laughs> That's from Which someone is a huge caveat. That's mm-hmm. a huge caveat. Like mm-hmm. assuming it's it's safe and healthy and good. Yes. <laughs> assuming all is good, yes. Otherwise, but we draw the yes, but we have to draw the hard line between it being difficult to be with them and it being bad to be with them. You need to make sure we draw that line. There's a difference. And maybe it's difficult one year, maybe one year, the kids are too tiny and it just would be insane. Like, like if my sister was more like more pregnant than she currently is, (laughs) (laughs) I would be like, do not travel for Christmas. Right. Like, I mean, I think there are, there are years where you can't make it. That's okay too. Right. So. Oh boy. Yeah. So we know that this is kind of like a a big out there topic. We know that there's a lot of pieces to it and we do plan to revisit this again with a little bit more detail on these family dynamics, not necessarily in the light of holidays, but we thought it would be fun to bring it up for now since we're almost there, but we want to encourage you that however you choose to spend your holidays, whatever that looks like, no matter how simple, no matter how complicated, we do wish for all of our listeners, the spirit of Christ's light through his birth which shine through each of you this season. So we want to thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Raising Up Cops. And may you have a very, very Merry Christmas. Raising Up Cops is a production of Coptic Dad and Mom. This podcast is hosted by Laura Michael and Madonna Lawindi. None of the views expressed during this recording are the official stance of the Coptic Orthodox Church or its hierarchy. These are our personal opinions, collected experiences, and organic discussions on selected topics. If you'd like to reach out with any questions or comments, you can reach us at raisingupcops at gmail.com.